0: Welcome to the Health Plan Edge, the podcast that makes it easier for small businesses to navigate health insurance. I'm your host, Steve Strauss, USA Today's small business columnist and author of The Small Business Bible. In each episode, we share real small business stories and strategies that make health plan decisions easier for you. And today's topic is buzzwords. What does all this jargon mean? Well, let's find out. With me to help decipher some of the jargon is Paul Sharkey, a former benefits consultant who now advises small businesses for United Healthcare. And also, Carolyn Mincy Freeman, who runs a life coaching business in Newcastle, Delaware, with the goal of providing people with the necessary tools to challenge their false and limited beliefs in themselves. And that's the Carolyn Mincy learning centers. So, Carolyn and Paul, welcome both of you to the show. We're certainly glad to have you. And Paul, let me ask you, in fact, the first question, and that has to do with health plan
1: literacy. It actually is a problem, right? Steve, you're absolutely correct. It is a problem, and we all know that the health care system is complex and somewhat difficult to understand. And so it's not surprising that many people in the United States are not familiar with many of the terms that are associated with their health plan or their health insurance. For example, United Healthcare recently did a survey that shows only 6% of Americans could identify the four major ba- basic health insurance terms or concepts, which are plan premium, deductible, co-insurance, and out-of-pocket maximum.
0: That's a shockingly low number. Yep. You know, Paul, I recently read a shocking statistic to me, namely that if someone is um, not health plan literate, they're actually uh, less healthy, less healthy which is kind of amazing. It's not just if you don't understand health, you're less healthy, but if you don't understand the lingo of health care, you're less
1: healthy. Why Why would that be? Steve, that is true. The statistics show that people with lower health literacy are actually more likely to suffer with more costly health conditions, for example, diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. And what happens is with that low health Literacy, they end up not utilizing the healthcare system as effectively as possible. So what you end up seeing is more visits to the emergency room, more visits, and more members in in this uh, population being admitted to the hospital and having longer stays in the hospital. And there's also a higher readmittance rate. Uh, to inpatient facilities for people with lower health literacy. And I know that uh, the projected cost is actually $238 billion a year uh, based on some estimates of what this costs the healthcare system.
0: Wow. So it's maybe just a matter of they don't realize what's available inside of their plan because they're not health plan literate. They don't know that they could get diabetes screening or or some maybe other wellness programs, something like that.
1: Correct, correct. And what you see usually with um, people that have this lower health plan literacy, their initial instinct when they're not feeling well is to access care with what they know, which is the emergency room. And as we all know in the health insurance industry, that is pretty much the most costly place you can go to start care, if it's not a true emergency. Carolyn, let me turn to you. Can you first tell us
0: a little bit about your business? What is the Carolyn Mincy Learning Center?
2: Carolyn Mincy Learning Center is a, I am a limited liability company out here in Delaware. And what we do is we help people change their life, get out of the cycle of uh, repeating things that make them stuck. For instance, um, I'm specializing in helping the Department of Correctional, where I want to stop seeing the, the end, the revolving door thing.
0: The recidivism.
2: Right. And what we are teaching in two of our classes, not only healthcare, but also wealth management. A lot of people do not know how, as he said, about the healthcare, what are premiums, what are deductibles and insurance, or nor do they know how to invest wisely.
0: Carolyn, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Your typical client. Why would someone choose to come to you and and become a a customer of yours?
2: They would choose to be a client of mine because they're just tired of the cycle. You know, they're getting older, they're getting a little wiser, and sometimes, you know, they're getting a little more faith in themselves, and they just need someone to help them change their thoughts and belief patterns.
0: So, Carolyn, as I understand it, you have 25 employees that you provide health insurance for. Uh, And what's unique about you is that you bought your health insurance via the SHOP online program. And and SHOP, for people who don't know, is the Small Business Health Options Program. It's kind of a uh, marketplace for small business health care plans where you can comparatively shop and see what's available to you. Can you tell us about your experience with the SHOP program and why you bought that way and how it worked for you?
2: Um, I was first introduced, because I'm a veteran as well. I was first introduced this through USAA, um, gave me the ideal. So I started shopping around and looking to try to compare um, what would be a, a good insurance policy for my company and employees.
0: Did you find it easy to use that program or was it difficult or how, how was it for you?
2: No, I found it very easy, and but it was time consuming because you got to, Look through each um, insurance company and and look at the you know to compare the one to the other and make you see what's the best fit.
0: Excellent. So let's drill down into some of this jargon, Paul, because small business owners are busy and many of them don't have time to to figure
1: this out. And let's start with a premium. What is a, a premium, Steve? Every American knows about premiums, whether it's their life insurance premium, their auto insurance premium, uh, and it's no different with health insurance. It's an insurance product, and the premium is the amount that the employer is paying each month to offer that coverage, that insurance, to their employees. What's different about health insurance premium from what you might see in auto insurance, for example? is that the employer is paying a portion, many times a large portion, of that premium, and then the remaining part of the premium cost is taken through payroll deductions for the employee. The average amount for a small business owner to pay, from what I understand, is about 80%.
0: Is that accurate?
1: We see that seventy five, eighty percent is very common in the small business marketplace. Many small business employers, as you and Carolyn know, are very paternalistic, want to take great care of their employees. Many insurers set a minimum threshold that the employer needs to contribute at least fifty percent of the coverage for, of the premium for us to be able to offer coverage to that employer. OK, Paul, and what about deductibles? Can you explain deductibles for us? Sure, Steve. The deductible is the amount you pay for covered healthcare services before the insurance plan starts to pay. For example, if you have a $2,000 deductible plan, the member will pay the first $2,000 in covered expenses. And then after you've reached your deductible, then you're going to be subject to usually a copayment or some type of co-insurance for a covered service. So, Paul, let me just follow up about this question of deductibles. You mentioned covered versus uncovered. How does that fit into the deductible equation? Steve, there are a number of things that are covered within a health benefits plan and the health insurance coverage that's offered by a small business employer. So things that you would automatically think are covered are going to be doctor visits, emergency room coverage, inpatient medical stays, outpatient surgeries, pharmacy coverage. All of the things you would normally think about when you're accessing health care, they're going to be covered by your health benefits plan generally. Some of the things that are usually not covered or might have an additional cost to them would be things that are considered out of network. So if you were with insurance carrier A, they offer a very strong network of in-network physicians and facilities that are driving lower costs for that health insurance plan. If you choose to go to someone outside of that in-network coverage, then you're either not going to have coverage or it's going to be at an additional cost and more out-of-pocket costs for you as the member.
0: Well, then I guess speaking of -of out-of-pocket costs, that brings us to coinsurance. And what is coinsurance and how does that fit into this equation of what you pay?
1: We would define coinsurance as the percentage of costs of a covered. We just talked about covered healthcare service. For example, coinsurance could be 20% or 10% after you've paid your deductible. So if the cost uh, for a service was $100 and you've met your deductible, if your coinsurance is 20%, then your cost for that service would be $20. The health insurer would be picking up the remaining 80% or the remaining $80 for that covered service. Carolyn, there is so much.
0: jargon to know, so much lingo to know in, in this world of healthcare. I'm sure when you bring new staff on, you kind of have to get them up to speed because that's clearly the kind of business owner you are, but it's also what you do for a living. How do you do that? How do you teach people this kind of uh, language?
2: First of all, we do research and development. We look at the insurance company, they, their, their lingo and see how they're talking to uh, people. I don't want to name an insurance company, but basically they're all the same and we go step by step exactly what that means. And then we want them to tell us as, you know, small quiz, what is their understanding of it?
0: And do you do that because that's part of your business or you do that because that's what you think your employees need to know to be informed consumers of healthcare?
2: I do that because I think everyone needs to know um, the jargon um the you know how the insurance company talks, what the what words they use. Because if you can go if you go in there and say, well, I want the plan premium to someone who's uninformed, they have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't want any of my staff or any one of our clients to ever venture out in the world like that. It's too many companies that I have um worked with that do not teach their employees that or have not but just recently started you know when i was an employee i really didn't we didn't have a class to sit down and say okay do you know what this means um explain it to me you know so i think that's one of the reason that is the main reason why i started to do that with my company because i want people to be better understanding i have to have healthy employees to have healthy clients
0: kudos to you Okay, Paul, I have one final term I want you to help us understand. Sure. Uh, And that is the out-of-pocket maximum.
1: What is that? Steve, when I think of -of out-of-pocket maximum, I think of someone holding your arm behind your back and you say, uncle, uncle, the out-of-pocket maximum is the most you would have to pay for covered healthcare services in a given plan year. And what this means is that after you've spent the money on your deductibles, any applicable co-payments, your co-insurance, once you hit that out-of-pocket maximum amount defined by the plan, then the health insurance, the health coverage, is going to pay 100% of the cost for the remainder of the plan year for all covered benefits.
0: So that's really important because even if you have an 80% plan, say, uh, if you hit that out-of-pocket maximum, it's, it, it jumps
1: up to 100 and you're 100 percent covered, right? Correct. So that is the the nice part about health insurance is that once you hit that maximum, to your point, everything else that any other services that you would need for the remainder of the plan year, you're going to not have to have any any payment for those. They'll be covered in full.
0: So, Carolyn, I guess not only does it save the business money, which we all love as small business owners, but it also helps the employees save money. Is that right?
2: Yes, because if you don't know um, what plan premiums uh, mean or deductibles or co insurance, then you're going to go in here and pick out the wrong one, and you might have more out of pocket expenses than you really want it or need it.
0: Well, unfortunately, it looks like we are out of time. We're going to have to wrap up the discussion. I. Hope we've answered some questions and demystified some sometimes confusing language. Uh, Carolyn Mincy Freeman uh, of the Carolyn Mincy Learning Center, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Okay, thank you. You're quite welcome. I enjoyed it.
0: And Paul Sharkey, as always, uh, of United Healthcare. Thank you as well. You as well. Thanks, Steve. From all of us here at the Health Plan Edge, thank you for listening. And thank you to United Healthcare for making this recording possible. If you enjoyed today's show or if you have any questions about health insurance in your business, head over to uhc.com/employer to check out their free resources for small businesses, to listen to another episode, or to continue the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you.